and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. Do you feel like you've not been able to make headway in achieving your goals? Or did you start the year pumped, ready to move forward on making things happen and simply lost your way? Things don't need to just get better. They actually can be better. In Design Your Dream Life, I'll show you a proven pathway to take you from where you are now to a life filled with joy, wholeness, success, and fulfillment. I'll give you the keys to not just developing a plan, but taking massive empowered action to make your dreams a reality. Turn roadblocks into stepping stones and leverage the power of gratitude and forgiveness. Let's face it, taking massive empowered action and making your dreams a reality isn't always easy. So I'll be there with you every step of the way. Visit dreamlifetoolkit.com to purchase your copy of Design Your Dream Life, obtain resources and join our free community. Again, that's dreamlifetoolkit.com. Big, big welcome back to the Dreamcast. All right, you guys, I really am excited about our conversation today because I think it's something we all need in this heady world of what should I do and how should I act and is it working? Is it not working? Am I successful or not successful? One of the things we forget to do is to step down into our heart and really allow play to lead us. And our next guest is going to teach us exactly how to do that. She is the author of Bella Centini in the Land of Everlasting Change. And when she isn't dreaming up dragons, monsters, and other magical beings, she gratefully wanders through a sumptuous fields and meadows in the Codswood area of England. She is very much in touch with her inner child and finds that she cannot walk by a swing set without stopping to play. Big Dreamcast, welcome to Angela Lee. Thank you so much. I am so thrilled to be here talking to your audience and sharing the little bits of knowledge that I have. Yay! Well, I think it's really a powerful time. I mean, any time in our adult life, uh, we need to be reminded to play, to laugh, to connect with our inner child and experience that joy. And I find that when we do, life gets a little bit easier, but yet we're so in our head. We're so maybe even derailed by fear right now that so many of us need this message today. So thank you so much for being here. My first question is um, a bit about what brought you here. Did you always expect to be a writer? Did you always expect oh my gosh. to connect no. with your inner child and teach people to do the same? Tell us more. So those are kind of two different questions and I'll treat them like such. But the first one, no, I was a middle management government administrator. I mean, if I can say so, dead, lifeless job. <laughs> had no creativity or little creativity involved. I was married and a mom, and I basically lived a very normal life. Behind the scenes, I was very unhappy in my marriage. I was unhappy in my work, but a lot of people didn't see that um, because I tried to put on a happy face. And um, in 2017, I lived in California and the Tubbs wildfire swept through Sonoma and Napa counties. 
And on that night, that October night, it destroyed 5,000 homes and killed 25 people. And one of the homes was mine. Um, So my kids lost their childhood home. And my ex-husband and I had the rug pulled out from under us. We went from being middle class to being basically homeless with resources, but homeless nevertheless. That put me into a dark night of the soul where I had to examine really at the very basic, was I living the life that I wanted to live? And the answer was no. So I divorced my ex-husband and six months later, quit my government job and started chasing this dream of being an author. I moved across the ocean to England where I didn't know anybody. I'm such a nut. (laughs) Um, Then COVID came and so I had a lot of time to write and the book's done. So Okay. God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> and that's so true. And then in terms of my childlike aspects, I think all along I had some childlike ways, but I was really unaware of it for most of my life. So I was very strongly living in adult, what I call adultitis. I saw it on a website. Uh, and really in my head, not in my heart. And it was only after I made the changes in my life and took those risks that I was able to truly get into my heart and figure out how much of a child at heart I really am. Mm. I worked for the government as well. I was a clinical psychologist working at community Ah. mental health, which meant I was (laughs) over... Go ahead. <laughs> I was in charge of safety for the health department. So over physical and mental health. Okay. And you know, what's interesting. I heard a stat recently and I, you know, don't quote me on this exact number, but they said something like almost 50% of people are working for the government right now. And if you think of police or teachers, psychologists, you know, all of these different realms, nurses, yeah. nurses, exactly that are funded by the government. And what I, regardless of where you stand, I'm like, here's what I can tell you about my government position. Overworked, underpaid, didn't work, like not appreciated, not appreciated. I mean, it was just not a thriving space, right? The, the money wasn't coming to mental health for my clients. And so we were at the bottom of the food chain. And I remember taking furlough days, you know, taking days off for my own mental health. I mean, we I stayed in that job for five years, suffocating. And I think of people who are just like you and I, who are in a job they knew wasn't it. You know, like mm-hmm. they knew it was, this is not what I was called to do. But yet we stay there for a long time until we have a rock bottom like you did. And you're face to face with yourself saying, is this truly what I want? And if not, I need to do something about it. I have to try for something. So the thing is, there's the comfort zone. And The best description I ever heard of this was from Preston Smiles. He said, we all have a couch and the couch is our comfort zone. So we sit on the couch and we build our dreams across the room and we sit there and we dream and we sit there and we dream. 10% get off the couch because the couch is the comfort zone. There is security there. The couch is always going to be there. Um, you know, in terms of our jobs, they provide us with food and structure and income. And that's hard to turn away from, especially when you don't know. Like I, 
I moved to England for a year. I didn't have any income. And now I'm starting to get sales. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, let's talk a bit before we jump into what you're doing now. Let's talk a bit about that transition because you got a divorce, quit your job, moved across the world, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you made a huge leap. You didn't just tiptoe off the couch. You ran to the other side. Tell me some of the ups and downs you experienced during that time. Oh my gosh. So, you know, we think when we go somewhere else, we're going to be happy. We think when we get out of that marriage that is making us so unhappy, we're going to be happy. But the reality is leaving my marriage didn't make me happy. I was devastated to leave a 30-year marriage. I was devastated to hurt him by leaving. I was in no way happy after leaving. And then moving, you know, it's so exciting to move across the ocean and, you know, see this beautiful town with Regency architecture and, you know, beautiful trails that I can walk. And there's always, there's good in everything. So I did experience good in the move, but I also had many a dark day where I just pulled a blanket over my head and stayed in bed all day because I didn't have any friends here. And I didn't, all my family is in California. So I had no structure around me, no support around me. And I had to figure out how to make it on my own. One question I have is when you leave the couch, not only are you experiencing the fear, the uncomfortability of doing the hard thing of actually chasing your dream, but I'm wondering what the people around you said as well. Did you have some naysayers or anyone who thought like, wait, why are you, why are you leaving us? Come back here. I mean, I, I, you know, when I was quitting my job, people would say that to me, why are you leaving? Be grateful for what you have. And, and they would try to, I feel like, kind of pull me back to where I was comfortable. Did you experience anything like that? I did. You know, my mother thought that I was crazy to do what I was doing, to leave a well-paying job, to secure jobs. Yeah, secure job. Um, And I, I didn't just quit. I actually retired. So I do have a little bit of income. Um, And that's kind of my pushback for them with, Look, I have a retirement income. I'm going to be fine. I would say even now where I'm at the edge of being a successful entrepreneur, you know, I'm just at the beginning stages of it, but I feel it coming. And even now I have people who think I'm a little bit crazy and, and I'm okay with that because I'm, I'm following the path that my heart, my soul called me on. Yeah. And I think that's the resolution we all have to come to regardless of what someone else says or does. This is our dream and nobody cares more about our dream than we do. And so they might not understand it. They might not understand it. They're not going to see it through our eyes, but our heart is the one that's guiding the way. And it sounds like every time you took a step outside your comfort zone and you did the thing that you felt like you were being led to do, you were confirmed in that and you felt that joy and you felt that peace. So tell me a bit about your book, Bella Santini in the Land of Everlasting Change. What is this about and why did you write it? Okay, this book, it's actually part of a series. So it's Bella Santini Chronicles. And I'm right now finishing up book four. So 
it's um it's going to be hitting the market pretty regularly new books it's the story of a 14 year old girl who while camping in the woods with her parents she stumbled on a fairy ceremony and is arrested by the fairies and brought to the land of everlasting change the fairy world she is kept there and told to join a fairy school and has to fulfill several quests in order to be enrolled in the school. So the first book is really the adventure of all those quests. And the second book starts showing a little bit more. Well, the second book is really about the troll war and all the hardships associated with that. And then the third book, her heritage starts showing up. So don't want to give anything away, but you will find out when you buy the book. And what's different about these books is that I, when I got married, I was very young and I ended up marrying someone who is very controlling. And with the best of intention, he ended up emotionally abusing me. So his intentions were always to help me, but what it came out is abusive. So what I know now is that I allowed all of that to happen. I allowed myself not to set boundaries and not to speak up and say, I deserve better than that. And it's because I didn't love myself. So with this book, I'm trying to teach children emotional tools so that they grow up having a sense of self-love, a sense of self-importance, not in an arrogant way, but in a I'm great, better than nobody kind of way. It's really about empowering children to have a voice and to truly feel their feelings because when we feel our feelings, we actually don't suffer. You know, it's hard. It's hard to feel some of those really hard feelings, but it's only when we shut them down and stuff them that the suffering truly begins because no matter where we go, that feeling is stuck to us. And so we suffer much more when we don't process the feeling than if we do just allow that feeling to flow. Wow. This sounds like a really powerful series for any preteen to teenager who, <laughs> who we know, looking back, like really needs to own themselves. You know, like they True. gotta yeah. love their strengths, love their weaknesses and honor their joys and all the things that we don't quite learn until we're adults. I remember being that age and I think to myself, if I knew just how awesome I was back then, you know, the well, insecurity yeah. can steal us from so many joys. There's that. And there's also the people who only embrace good. So I only want to, and I was this person. I only want to hear about joy. I only want to hear about laughter, happiness. And I, I don't want to see any bad movies, anything negative. So what I was doing is turning away from the part of myself that's negative because we all have that polarity of good and bad within us. And when we embrace both of them, that's when we truly love ourselves. Wow. And you are now also a quantum shift facilitator as well. Yeah. Tell me about that. <laughs> 
So um, one of the people that truly helped me through to grow through this is my friend, Lisette Wirtz. And um, she is a very powerful, magical being who can actually unstick energy and move it. And she taught me how to do it and certified me in, in that process. So what I do with the books is when I'm writing, I'm shifting energy and energy. It doesn't, it's time, not bound by time. So if I shift when I'm writing the book, then the reader can feel that shift while they're reading. And so it is my hope that the books really trigger perspective shifts within the reader, whether they be the adults reading to their kids or the kids reading. Powerful, powerful. And you've taken this idea of uh, magic and play and and emotional healing, and you're creating an e-course about that. Is that right? That is true. Yeah. All right. So tell us what your e-course is all about. So the e-course really got started after a conversation I had with a friend who thought that the things that I put into the book need to reach the parents. So a parent taking the e-course will get in touch with their own inner child and that will improve their relationship with their child, improve their relationship with their husband, with their friends, their wife, their family, and make them more effective at work, which is a, a nice bonus. Play is such an important aspect of life. Um, I finished reading a book entitled Play by Dr. Stuart Brown, and it's a very eye-opening thing. But in this book, he describes a sea squirt. And the sea squirt is a sea animal that is born and it's free in the water until it finds a place it connects to a boat or a rock, as soon as it gets there on its comfort safety couch, it starts eating its own brain and basically becomes a zombie that food comes to that it doesn't need to do anything. And in the book, Dr. Brown draws a line between adults who have left play out of their life and that particular animal. Play is essential to living a good life. When we add play into a playful attitude, just into the mundane of life, if you're doing the dishes and your kid wants your attention, but you're so intent on getting those dishes done, you know, you can push the kid away. Or you can say, hey, let's play in this water and let the kids splash and have laughter and fun and still get the dishes done. And so it's by letting go of that time constraint, I'm busy, I'm overwhelmed and allowing in that sense of playfulness that magic is unlocked in your life. Mm. Share with me a few other ways that adults can tap into their inner child and increase their play. Uh, Well, I do uh, a guided meditation, which I will also have available online for people to buy and download. In that guided meditation, I take people through, basically, I take them into their mind and then into their heart. 
and through their heart into a doorway. And that doorway opens up into a play kingdom of their own design. So it can be cowboys and Indians. It can be the Mad Hatter Tea Party. It can be playing with chalk or swinging on a swing or building with blocks. And even me talking about these things will trigger a memory within any listener of their own time doing that. So doing the guided meditation where they're given five minutes of unstructured play of their choice in the safety of their own heart, you know, where they could fly, they could swim with the whale, they could, you know, jump on clouds and see how fluffy and bouncy they are, whatever their imagination wants them to do. That really unlocks within adults that sense of playfulness. Yeah. I mean, you guys, an easy idea is to turn music up really loud and dance in your kitchen, you know, just laugh. <laughs> Laughter can get you out of your head and down into your heart. And what's so cool about this is that uh, connections will happen. Ideas will happen. Things will start to bubble up for you that you may have forgotten about because we've been so in type A, get stuff done mode. But when we introduce this lighter side of life, uh, there's a lot of fun things that can be stirred up for you. And it's true. You can actually be far more creative through being playful, turning up the music while you're chopping vegetables and dancing while you're doing it, or having the kids join you in cleaning the house and you have the music blaring and you're all dancing while you clean. Adding the playfulness to those things that we kind of don't like or want to do, not only does it transform your perspective about doing that thing, but it opens you up to creativity. And during that particular playfulness episode, you can come up with a very creative solution to a problem that when you're in your head and um, just focused on the results, the results, the results, that solution can't come. Absolutely. That creativity and the space for using our imagination is something we we really get to create for ourselves because it's not in our normal routines necessarily, our normal schedules. I mean, they. I remember when I was in elementary school, they were talking about taking art out of the schools and things, and yeah, and and slowly creativity is lost because we're so much <laughs> in the task oriented zone. Um, yeah. But a huge reminder for all of us to create the space to tap into our heart by allowing those things to bubble up and to add that laughter into our lives. Tell me what is next for Bella Santini? You said there's four <laughs> books as, as of now. Is, is that yes? Can <laughs> you get them on Amazon? So the first book is currently in pre-sale on Amazon, and I'll provide you with that link. So the ebook will download on October 29th if you purchase it now. The second book will probably be on Amazon at the end of November. I plan on the third book in January and the fourth book in March. We'll see. Wow. How how excited are you to see the fruit of all of your labor? Not only did you make those internal shifts out in California and you let go of the things that were no longer serving you, you stepped into... Uh, a new life out in England. And now you're seeing the fruit of all of that transformation on real pages. I I am so excited. I just, who knows what 
my life will look like in a year. And, you know, there's been, I've invested a lot of money in a year of, of really no working other than writing my book. I've invested in publishing and illustrations and editing two different editors. So lots of expenses. It's really, truly exciting to be on the edge of starting to reap the rewards. Absolutely. I call it that finish line feeling where you're like, yes, we did it. (laughs) Oftentimes people see the successful book, they see the stage time, they see the awards, they see all these things, but they don't quite know all the behind the scenes it took to get there. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. If there's somebody who's listening, who is like... They're in the the midst maybe of your own rock bottom or dark night of the soul. Or maybe you're at a place where you're like, I know this is not it, but I don't quite know what to do next because at least I understand the couch, right? Um, What would you say to somebody who's in that position right now? So if you have a dream in your heart and that dream is knocking on your heart, then that means that it may be what you are meant to do. And you owe it to yourself to get off the couch and try it. Amen. Amen. And when you take a playful attitude to that, it's like, I'm trying it. I could fail and that's okay. I'll learn. Playful attitude helps a lot. (laughs) Oh, yes. That's a great reminder to be playful in the quote risk taking because staying is also a risk, right? Yes. And it's a choice. And it's a choice. And and so it's like, if you're going to take a, a, a risk, you might as well do the one your heart's been longing for. Yes. Well, thank you so much, you guys. Check out AngelaLee.com for all the information on her books, her upcoming e-course, and her meditation. Um, You'll all put all all the links in the show notes below. But I know that uh, this sounds like a powerful story that will shift those of not just teenagers and young girls, but also uh, the parents who get to read them too. So thank you so much for getting off the couch, for saying (laughs) yes to yourself. And really listening to that still small voice, because what I've learned is that spark, it will stay there until you take full action on it. And so if that spark, that desire continues to brew for you, my friends, you deserve to give it a chance. So playfully take a step off that couch. Know that, you know, hey, you never know what's going to happen and it could be freaking awesome. So it could be freaking awesome. And if, if it goes all bad, the couch is always there. So <laughs> you can always go back to the couch. But the rewards of truly getting off the couch and not turning back are so brilliant that I wouldn't have, if, even if everything goes bad right now, I wouldn't do it any other way. Awesome. 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 All right, check out the website, AngelaLee.com on social media and all the places, all the links will be in the show notes below. And thank you so much, Angela, for your time today. Thank you, Denise. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big.